Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Part three of three of our mini-series on Kevin Callan <laughs> and Andy Baxter, The Meanest Link, in Kevin's book, Once Around Algonquin, An Epic Canoe Journey. Yes. Part three of three. <laughs> the story of herding cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of questions, man. Oh, yeah. Because, you know... Half the people at the table are a bit tipsy at this point. <laughs> are they going to make it through the, fir- the third episode? <laughs> of course, I was driving that night, so yeah. I, I didn't. You just watched. Yeah, yeah, I just watched. Um, hilarity ensued. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been a good couple of episodes so far. A lot of laughs, a lot of good time, a lot of memories. It's, it's like Andy and Kevin are just playing off of each other. Yeah. With all their memories oh, yeah. and, you know, you'll, you'll say something and then, oh, remember when, remember when, remember when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like yeah. flashback shows, man. Yeah. It's it's like that 70s show or something. <laughs> Kevin's voice gets so high pitched when he gets excited about oh, a story. It's yeah. like, he, he, he just squeals in excitement as he try, tries to get Andy, oh, remember that time? Remember this time? Kevin's voice is like a dog's tail. The more excited the dog gets, the faster his tail goes. Yeah. The more excited Kevin gets, the higher his higher voice goes. Is. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's just sort of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just monotone. <laughs> he's just mellow. He's, but he's having a blast. Though. Oh, yeah, he, he was. He enjoyed yeah. being on, on the, yeah. the doing this this uh, podcast, that's for sure. Well, he's never done it a podcast before. Yes. You know, so to get him over here, I I, I, I think he was a bit wary at first. He was. He looked a little nervous, yeah. but then he, he warmed up pretty quick. Oh, when, once he figured out, oh, well, this is all we're doing. We're just sitting around. Talking into microphones. Talking yeah. to a microphone yeah. about everything no and pressure. anything. No pressure at yeah. all. Yeah. And um, this one, <laughs> at the end of this, this episode, we will warn you now. <laughs> <laughs> we had been at this for... Well, I guess at that point it was about three hours and 25 minutes. And then yep. all of a sudden it took a quick nose dive. Because <laughs> you can't sit there for three and a half hours and somebody doesn't have to go pee. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, somebody yeah. doesn't yeah, need yeah. to get up and stretch. Yeah. Or, and yeah. And I mean, we couldn't believe it when we were looking at the time going, oh my God. Like this was supposed to be an hour, hour and 15 minutes tops. Thank God there's no flukes to the recording. Oh, equipment. man. Hey, is that thing blinking? Isn't that supposed to not blink when you record? Could you, could you imagine if we recorded for four hours no. and I forget to hit the record button? Oh, oh guys, wait, we got to redo this. Yeah, we got to start back three hours ago. <laughs> well, what didn't you get? Remember the beginning of the show? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Everything from there. Because I've done that before. I've got a little sticker on my recorder here that says, yeah. if flashing, yeah. not recording. And I've been bitten by that a couple of times well we uh, uh kevin don't was, mention names kevin was in the same thing so last time we were up uh, recording with kevin that was uh, oh, the 100th episode right he set up his camera to do a fireside chat yeah and so he just set it off to the edge of the table to record us and he was going to edit it down to a fireside chat and he said the battery died and the whole thing got corrupted he couldn't use any of the video yep kevin callen does have a video um, from just before we started recording on yeah. his YouTube channel, yeah, uh, ha- the Happy Camp, I think it's on the Happy Camper YouTube channel. Okay, KC Happy Camper. Yeah, uh, he's got a video that he took just before when Andy walked in and we chatted and a little bit just before. Oh, Andy, yeah, 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 yeah. Andy got there and who we were and what we were doing yeah. and and all that sort of stuff. So there's a little bit of a video there. Um, 
I know one of the comments was, I don't know what I just watched, but it looks like it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) We lived it for four hours. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know what, though? Because we got a whole lot of gear. We basically tear down our studio here. Yeah. And we drove it an hour and a half north and totally set it up in somebody's house. And I know there's parts that... You say the, the audio is not a hundred percent. It goes up, goes down because people aren't used to it. And there's and solid there's a walls, big, and big room or something and, like that. And yeah, it is total. But you know what? That that's sort of a total different atmosphere yeah. than, than than here in the studio. Um, but it it's really cool to be able to have that ability to do that. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, Andy walks in and we've got a mixer board, we got laptops, <laughs> and we got microphones everywhere. Yeah. He's just like. What's what going the hell on? is going on around here? <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yes, and uh, yeah, so this is this is the last hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's about an hour uh, or just over. Uh, this is the last last part of it, and yeah, come three hours, and we recorded this all in one go. Yeah, we've we've actually split this into three different weekly shows mm-hmm. because we didn't think anybody wanted to sit there and and listen for three hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've actually cut this into three, yeah. three weekly shows. Yes. Whereas when we recorded the night we recorded, we sat there and said, okay, well, we did our little intro saying, I'm Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean, you're Derek. And we're at Kevin Callan's place. And we just started, we just went Yeah. for almost, you know, like three hours and 39 minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> 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 and that's a long time to just it sit is, there and it is. chat. Yes. You know, you know, and. But you know what? The time just flew because it was just, it, we were having a blast to hear yeah. the stories and yeah. It, it, every time we've gone up there to record with Kevin, it's like, oh, this is a blast. This- well, you know what? You said everything. And I mean, I've, I, I sit here, I got the recorder, I got the, the mixer board and everything. The mixer board pretty much is, is cool. Set it, forget the, it. Yeah. Yes, I didn't forget it. The, the, I keep an eye on the levels on the, the microphones mm-hmm. and, the, and that. We got different, four different microphones. So, well, two of them are, are one type, two of them are a different type. Yeah. And so there are some differences in that. But you get so into the story sometimes, you forget to be watching the levels and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah. well, whatever. <laughs> but it, it all seems to work out. So yeah. sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low, but you know, it's, that's just, uh, but yeah, it's all part of the ambiance and the atmosphere, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But we had a blast doing these, oh, yeah. doing the, these three shows all at once. And, uh, so this is part three, uh, of our, of our three part three part series. Yeah, three yeah. part mini series. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy it, and hey, uh, really thanks everybody for li- for listening to all of this. And uh, uh, I know Kevin and Andy really enjoyed it as well as much as we did. So, so here is part three of our Kevin Callan and Andy Baxter meanest link uh, journey extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> That's like uh, Metallica's first album, Poop on a Rattlesnake. Poop on a Rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> Made it into whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Okay. So let's get on with the last, the little summary part of our oh, script. Oh, summary. Okay. There is a summary. If you looked at your script. No, I haven't. There All is right. a summary on the last yeah, page. Yeah, okay. Yeah, last page. Really? Okay. All right. Here we go. Favorite part that you would like to visit again of the meanest link? Oh, Andy, I think you, yeah, you summed it up the one day on Lavier. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some of those core um, and 
least traveled areas of Algonquin Park are truly still, you know, got their characteristics that aren't overused and are, are lovely. So, you know, those spend the time to get into the depths of the park, you know, in whatever trip you're, you're taking and, uh, and that it'll pay off. Yeah. I remember doing Levy and Dixon. You were so excited to paddle that long. Yeah. Because we weren't portaging. I yeah. mean, from Lavi Dixon, yeah. it was just 60-meter portage. And you're like, geez, Kevin, like, if we did once around Algonquin, it wouldn't be the meanest link. It would be a whole bunch of other lakes, uh, like Hogan, uh, yeah. Lemure, uh, Burnt, Burnt, Burnt Root, Burnt Island, yeah. um, Welcome, all those places, right? But the idea is like, yeah, we portage a lot. And that, that's a negative about Algonquin. We all love Algonquin because the familiar. It's We love it to bits. Uh, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm going there next week. I was there trying to go last week. And then it was freaking... The water was stiff? It was stiff. It was frozen. <laughs> I had to go somewhere else. But, but the, the, the same thing is like, if we did once around Algonquin, it wouldn't be the route that we did. It would be other areas. But, as far as the, uh, Barren Canyon. Well, you yeah, that, we, we didn't we didn't cover that because if you had to do once around the Gauntlet, we didn't do Barren Canyon, we do Boost Lake, we didn't do Welcome, we didn't do Penn, we didn't uh, Glasgow. You didn't dip down we, towards we didn't Coast, do uh, King's Coat. Yeah, we, we didn't do yeah. all that. So, um, oh, that's right, we didn't do it proper. We don't we, we don't See, get the badge. That's my <laughs> that's my idea about you know do a big loop, but do it in the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I get the meanest link. So a, they've set it up because it's it's the four stores, right? Yeah. yeah. You go oh, yeah, store yeah, yeah. to that, store. So that well, makes sense. And, and that's a good thing for them. I mean, they had staff, yeah. and they wanted to get the staff out there more. It was an enticement, right? Yeah. To get them to go into all the stores. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. But to convince Andy to do that again? Like, <laughs> you know. Look, my knees hurt. You know, after... You had surgery on your knees. <laughs> He had my, surgery on his knees after afterwards. A couple, yeah. a couple years afterwards, but my knees hurt after that. We finished early July, and they hurt until October. Like this man had surgery, and his wife hasn't yet to talk to me. <laughs> That's how bad the trip was. She, she doesn't Dear. know. What, she doesn't know I'm here tonight. <laughs> she doesn't listen to our show, right? Are you sure you wanted to do the trip, Derek? I do. I, I want okay, to. your knees are going to go, and your wife won't talk to anybody. I'm young and strong. Okay. If I'll, I'll tell you this now, if he complains about the trip when he's back, it'll be welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Sally Girl. <laughs> so now I know not to complain. Not to complain. See, I got you right there, buddy. I got you covered. Have I complained about my presidential traverse? No, no. no. There you go. I don't but, think so. Yeah, I'm but, still suffering from that. Yeah. Oh, so apparently you are complaining about it. I forgot you were on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the video. Yeah. So, on the opposite side is besides the Big East. Is there another part that you wouldn't want to do again of your the Minas Link trip? So, what was the darkest point of that? Sleeping beside him naked. <laughs> I, That's not I, I can understand that. You but... know what? No, really, he's actually a very sexual, very. A very virile man. I got, I got no problem with him. I, I have no problem with my sexuality. Yeah, you're good. Sorry, Andy. Go ahead. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I um, when when I was thinking about that, the 
I mean, the, the part down the ox tongue, once you leave the park and are in through the cottage areas. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, you know. You think that's partly because you know it's you get close to the end? No, we don't. Or is it because no. of civilization? We, it, it, we're, it, we were not in wilderness anymore. Yeah, yeah. We, we're just getting it done at that point. It's cottages yeah. and I think that I think, and, and I think Andy has a good point about that whole thing. It's like, what is the meanest link? What is once around Algonquin? And we spent two days, or even the day be- before the first day too, going through cottage areas, which we've done on many trips. Like, you know, deal with that. But it's like that's not wilderness. And I think it's the worst part was two days at the end, we had been in wilderness or similar wilderness. It's a Gonquin, right? But to go and go through cottage areas and finish with that? Yeah, you're like, ending on a kind of a dark note. It's like, this is not a well, we had Gonquin. To deal with, yeah, is... we had to deal with a person that says you cannot pass. You shall not pass! <laughs> right? And it's like, yeah, I'm Canadian. I should be able to portage yeah. around this bloody falls to finish my trip. And I should. In fact, actually, I went to meet the mayor, and it took two years. You go there right now, and there's a bloody portage there. Oh, yeah? So if you if you were out there and saying, I can't make change, bullshit. You can make change. You made change. Yeah. Because that person should never have owned that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it's the Kevin Callan. It's Irish. I say ma- the Callan Portage Memorial Portage. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy didn't do his job on the yeah. Venus Lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be dead after <laughs> River X. So wildlife. You saw a lot of wildlife. Oh, the moose being on the campsite. Yes, that's a, oh yeah. Okay, you tell the moose story. No. No, no, you tell a good no, story. No, I'm telling you a different story. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay go ahead. Oh. Is well, it a wildlife story? <laughs> yes. Yes, well, my so that part... means you got to tell the moose story. My part was, um, as we were traveling along the the peopled section, along Highway... <laughs> the peopled section. People yeah. say yeah. Along Highway 60, section. <laughs> we, we saw people... In in white outfits with big nets. Oh, that was a good story. Yeah, yeah, I like this. And the, and they're like, they're, you know, they're like big butterfly nets, and they're but they're all kind of dressed the same with these white outfits and and tilly hats and and uh, and I couldn't resist anymore, and I I said, so are you guys trying to catch a wolf? And they were like looked at me in disgust and said, no, we're catching. Dragonflies and damselflies were part of a study. Oh well, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have some tea after. <laughs> yeah, they were great people though. <laughs> they were they they were pretty fun though. They didn't find you funny at all. They, they didn't like my they didn't like my catching a wolf joke. But other than that, they were they were okay. They warmed up to you. Yeah, they were especially. It was kind of weird. Like this is like the social media stuff that. I'm, you know, uh, Kevin's announcing stories as we go, and I'm, like, in the background packing up and getting stuff ready, and I'm not even hearing what he's saying. And one one morning, I pulled my, my shoes into the tent to uh, to put them on to avoid all the friggin' mosquitoes outside. And, and I thought, oh, I'm going to outsmart those buggers. I pulled the mosquito, my, my uh, shoes in the tent, 
and all of a sudden the mosquitoes start billowing out of oh, my the shoe. shoes. They were in the, shoe. they were in oh, the shoes. I was waiting for a snake to pop out. Yeah, it was a Trojan shoes of full of mosquitoes, oh. and I'm like, ah, they're in now, they're in. And I'm like, ah, this is horrible. And just worked out worse than I imagined. <laughs> and I, and and Kevin tells that story on the, you know, to the radio. I had no idea he, he related that story. And we come around the corner, you know, and some of these people with the with the white nets are going, oh, you guys are the Trojan shoes people. <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell do they know that? This is scary. I don't. <laughs> They know everything. <laughs> What's going on? It, that, well, Way to go, oh, Kevin. Man. But we, well, uh, man, we met incredible people. We interviewed along the way. Remember the the two young guys on the. Oh uh, yeah. And we we're talking about the how bad the bugs were, and they're like, "Yeah, it could be the buzzing of sounds in Toronto." Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be traffic noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we met some amazing people, and you know the people who are doing the study on the because we were really worried about the spring because the dragonflies haven't emerged yet and the mosquitoes were insane and we're like because we work in the field we're like uh where are the damselflies and dragonflies yeah. eat all these things and we met the people studying them we're like yeah this is a weird year like they they, they should be hatching now hmm. and that's when all of a sudden that hatch happened when i caught all the brook trout yeah you can was... actually see the hatch happening and the brook trout were like going in a, in a feeding frenzy which i did better than you did you did. Oh. That's true. Is that a fishing story? It's <laughs> true. Because my next point in the summary after wildlife is fishing. Well, so, so right there. Fishing. Yeah, the sad thing is, I and I have to admit this on podcasts, like so I'm I love fishing. Like I it's my carrot, right? In Algonquin it's my huge carrot. And we get to the nipissing. The bugs were so bad, I went out one night. Would that last four minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that yeah. bad, was it? Yeah. I couldn't fish. That's nasty. I've been there. So it wasn't... Well, I tried on the, on the Nipissing, and then it wasn't until the crow, things calmed down. We were a bit more in shape. We are a bit more wilderness savvy. We're, the bugs were... Well, probably not as bad. Mentally, they were probably just as bad, but... Or, I wouldn't so <laughs> we knew how long we could run out of the bug shelter and hack it before oh, we had to run back in. Saved our lives. Yeah. That oh. will be a two minute and thirty second poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the pooping was bad. <laughs> well, the thunder, remember, oh, running out to the thunderbox. Oh be, yeah, like, brutal. It was yeah. terrible. I remember Kevin saying, "How do you do it, Andy?" And I said, "Well, when you sit down, pull your pants back up." As far as they will go. go. I never thought of that. It was like, it was like epiphany. Like, <gasps> da, 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 da. you saved my life. <laughs> I can now poop in the wilderness in a Gawquin Park. Thank you, Andy Pester. Why don't you just set up like a bug shelter around the Thunderbox? There you go. They live in the Thunderbox though. And? So yeah. you'd, have to, you'd have to eradicate them after you set up the bug yeah. shelter if i was pooping in the woods uh without a thunderbox i probably would think that but it's it's one of those like i'm in the morning are you okay miss are you, are you right oh, okay andy's going for a pee <laughs> oh it's pee break yeah. because after two no. minutes so, two and a half hours okay while you're doing that i gotta tell the pee story okay <laughs> so it was the second night on the trip and uh 
Andy goes out to pee, and he has a bladder issue. Um, pees a budgy, lot. Budgy bladder? Yeah. And so so the problem was he came back in the tent. He brought all the bugs in. I was like, oh, we can't be doing this for like for, for three weeks. You're right? punching the top of the tent, killing bugs. Well, yeah, we did that. And it's like blood everywhere. And then I said, okay, we need to find you a, a pee bottle. And so the next day, uh, miraculously on the portage, I find this Nalgene bottle that was left by someone. There you go. And that became his pee bottle. Well, and that's funny, haha. And you used it the whole entire trip. And it was very awkward to actually wake up in the middle of the night and have somebody leaning over you and peeing in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have to realize, oh, that's right, that's Andy. I gave him the bottle. But when we got back from the trip, he would deliver that bottle and hide it in my premises. Oh. And then I would find it like weeks later and then I would hide it in his place and then <laughs> it's still going on. It's the That's pee awesome. bottle. And this I is five that. years. I love that. And we've been hiding the pee bottle. <laughs> so we have a, a little, I have a little story. My brother and I were out in, on Bice Lake and back before everybody's buying, you know those orange kits, safety kits? Yeah. That's your bailer bucket. It has oh, a rope in yeah, it yeah. and a whistle in it. and the la- That's your people? Well, no. We used to we used to have, it's a bail bucket, a uh, bleach bottle that was cut in half. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you scoop it. So we'd stand up in the boat and have a pee yeah. in that and then dump it over the side. So I'm standing there one day over top of his tackle box and doesn't the lid come off <laughs> the bottom. So I'm basically being through a bleach bottle straight into his tackle and once you start laughing you can't stop peeing try it go ahead try it that's why you haven't caught any fish because it smells of urine well that's his oh, problem oh maybe that's why he doesn't catch fish yeah, that's yeah. why he doesn't catch fish well no anymore. it's not because he, he doesn't know how to catch fish but you but can always say fishing not catching yeah you can say sorry my lures smell of urine yeah. <laughs> Andy we need you back the conversation's gone to hell. Are you done yet? Oh, he's flushing. I hear the flush. So, last part of the summary. Oh, we're, we're at the last part of the summary. We're almost done the show, Andy. Hey, back, Andy. Woohoo. West, north, east, and south parts of the route. Compare them. Likes, dislikes, easiest, yes. hardest. I'm very interested in this part. Wow. If, if, if you had... So I imagine to do one of these parts again, or one of them you you would actually voluntarily do again. So my thoughts on this, like before you say anything, because I, I I'm curious. So I'm thinking the west side, Big East, up to towards Cedar, and and that area is probably a bit Worst. rougher. And then you go from Cedar down towards Opiongo is going to be some of the nicer spots. And then from Opiongo to get back to Oxtongue is going to be heavy populated. And you're talking campgrounds and highway crossings and stuff like that. So I'm thinking I'm going to enjoy mostly the north to east downward part towards Opiongo. Brent to Opiongo. Brent to Opiongo, yeah. I, and I've done that route many times, so I know that area. I know Radiant and yada, yada, yada. Well, then... So, how, 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 what's your perception of your comparison of the the different sections, the four sections the four of legs. this route? The four legs. Yeah, but your favorite section should be the next one that you haven't explored yet. 
<laughs> right? I mean, no, that's true. I, I like that. I like yeah. that response. So, but, so this is not just for me. Think about this for anybody who's listening to the podcast. Give me your impression of the, f- the four sections. Well, if I did any section again, it would be the lower crow from Petawawa up to Lavier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to do it. It's insane. Uh, no matter how you do it, you're walking. Yeah. But nobody gets in there. And that, to me, is wilderness. If, if the portage is, a, is the only thing left that creates wilderness. So if you do it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. If you see anybody, they'll be just like you. And they've done yeah. just what you've done. Hardcore Henry But type. if you've driven there, that's not wilderness. No, I, exactly, if, yeah. If you've yeah. Stopped, Wait, I can drive there? Well, that's the thing. If you stock <laughs> trout there, they're not stock trout. But the trout we caught on the Crow River, like you're not an angler, Andy, right? So it's like Andy's like, oh, is Kevin done yet? Like really? Like seriously? Like, look, look. Um, but to me, that was the ultimate because why we're catching trout there is because it was hard to get to. Yeah. That was my favorite part. That that was a stupid way to get there. But if I had to go back again. I wouldn't do the whole route again, but I would do that again in a second. That section. Yeah. yeah. What about Andy? Well, the, the Big East actually has a lot of unique aspects to it. So even though it's a lot of work to go up it, it you know, it's smarter to go down it. But <laughs> it, um, it is a, a neat area with lots of variety. So um, appreciate it, even though you're going to have yeah. to work. Yeah. And um, and then that whole west side is unique, smaller lakes that uh, have a lot of character to them, um, even though you're going to have to do long portages in between. Yeah. So um, it's it's a good good area. Then you're going to do the the west to east run along the Nipissing, which is a long um, creek to river a journey with portages, but um, um, and then and it's it's it starts very different in terms of being very broad, and then has uh, closes into like a valley atmosphere with very you know, cathedral-like trees. So that's that's got some great stuff to it, yeah. too. Um, but then the section Kevin talked about where you're, <clears throat> you're, um, you're kind of coming back into the, the deeper interior part of, of Algonquin up through the Crow, um, you know, has a lot of work to it, but, you know, you're, you're now re-entering the deeper parts and more wild parts of Algonquin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the, the areas that I remember as most significant. Um, and, you know, some of, I think some of the areas along the highway corridor actually probably don't get used that long. I would imagine mm-hmm. not. Just because the... Uh it's the perception that it's not the remoteness, so people would avoid it. Yeah. Well, the Oxstone. So I think you're going to yeah. get a few jewels in there. Yeah. Um, so appreciate them when you come across them. Um, you know, unfortunately, we were kind of 
speeding along through that section so we were we were not taking as much time to enjoy ourselves yeah. um, because we were at the point of wanting to complete the trip when we did it so uh, um, but yeah that's kind of um, my perspective on the various parts of, of you know the trip yeah I didn't really thought about that about regarding the highway 60 corridor is the fact that uh, it would be less traveled because of the actual presence of the highway, but it yeah. should be—you'd you, actually see—it it should be more of a unique experience because of the. Yeah, there it was at Sunday Lake or something like that, <clears throat> just north of the highway. It was just fantastic. It had like a turquoise co- color to it. I want to go back there mm-hmm. because it's like wow. We went through there, beautiful campsites, not, you know, from what I saw, it wasn't really used a lot, Yeah. but, um, you know, it was fantastic, you know, lake, um, but right off the highway, like a kilometer in it's off right the there, highway, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I've been wanting to take my wife back there, you know, after going through it with Kevin, because, you know, it was such a physical experience <laughs> I'm, I'm now speechless well you know what my daughter and i we over the course of two summers one day we when they were younger our kids we my wife would take one of them and do some stuff and i'd take the other and do some stuff and then we basically switch off kids right so mine usually ended up doing paddling and my wife usually ended up taking them for some educational thing at the visitor center or something my daughter and I have paddled from Whitney all the way to Cache Lake. And there's a lot of sections in there that you figure, oh, it's all right along Highway 60 and that. But there's a lot of sections we didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was some really nice paddling through there. Yeah, it's all perception. It's like the, ox- the, the only sad thing about the ox tongue is I, there's, there's two places I promoted to you. Oh, Andy. Wait till we get to Nibbasing. You'll love it. And you got the Nibbasing. Yeah, I don't like it. It's full of bugs coming. And I said, Wait till we get the ox tongue. And I've done the ox tongue from uh, Canoe Lake down to um, the Oxong uh, Lake, Algonquin Outfitters. Love it because it's along the Highway 60, but nobody travels it because they all want to go into the interior. So it's full of trout and it's full of birds and it's full of turtles. And, mm-hmm. and we get there, but. Oh, the water level. Water, and, yeah. and I've done that that loop before. In fact, I I took my daughter when she was like three and a half down that that section of the ox tongue, and it was fantastic. Um, but when we got there, they dropped the water um, by closing off the dam at T Lake, and uh, and unfortunately we had low water conditions, mm. and with that with a sudden drop came. All the vegetation and exposed... It stunk. Yeah, river... It stunk. Bottom, it, you know, yeah. it was... Yeah. And we walked it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So... Huh. It was sad because I got Andy all excited about this great river and <laughs> we walked it. And it was like Groundhog Day. It was like... And he, he was like, it's like going the biggest river, but we're going downstream. <laughs> yeah. It's like telling somebody, oh, I found this fishing spot. We're going to go fetch... We're going to catch fish as long as your arm... And you get there and there's no fish. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. We it strive. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
at the end of the day, the OPP guy didn't arrest us. Exactly. <laughs> but camped. he's eyeing you, apparently. We camped at the Hurleys. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. And you still talk to me at the end of it. <laughs> you made it into a bathtub race? Yeah, and we're still talking to this day. Wow. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you guys he's, had a really yeah. good Well, trip. he's limping. Ah. <laughs> Sounds like a him issue. Yeah. It's, it's just for effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guilt trip thing. Yeah. I saw him running earlier. Yeah. Did you not see him sprinting up the driveway? <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, you guys had a really good trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime you're out there... Like doing even the hardest trip, um, you know, unless it's it's pretty hard to ruin a trip, you know. So get out there, have have that experience, help each other get through it in the best way you can, and you know you're creating golden memories. Yeah, I just remember remember the time when Quinn goes sorry, but. So we, I poor bugger. You, he's traveled endless times on the on all these trips, right? And uh, we did. Is that, is that why he drinks? <laughs> I drink. <more> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? We're not. We're, you, him and I are not the Demars of the canoe world. What? Except it was the Kafka trip where we had the bar. Yeah. Oh my lord! That was a small. That was an exce- excessive. Yeah, but the, it was what, what size of the barrel do we have? Well, it was a 30-liter barrel. 30 li- so we had the big barrel, 60-liter, yeah. uh, full of food. And I said, what's the 30 He goes, and we were out for, like... What was it, a dozen days? Oh, long, longer than that. I don't know. Yeah, but he goes, that's the bar. <laughs> oh, the bar cabin. Yeah. And I said, there's no way we can take all that in. And we got short. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. So we're going across Quetico. And, um, again, you can carry lots of stuff, but I can go all day. And one day we go 36 kilometers. We paddle all day. And we get to the island. And you're like, my arm is broken. <laughs> and you're waving like this, like, my arm, I can't move it. And, uh, yeah, we survived, though. <laughs> it's, like, I, I... The the parts I like not are um, are seeing the different pieces of the trip as you go along. So it could be a, a portage, it could yeah. be a river, exactly. it could be a lake, you know. Um, but I equally like the campsite. You get there, you set up, and now you're making yourself comfortable. Right. You know, and you've That's got home. and you've got your food, and you got a nice meal. And a fire, and you're comfortable, and um, and you're at home out there, and you're soaking it in, and you're enjoying all the things that you've you've seen so far, and you're looking forward to the next things that you will see, and it's um, it's just a great great feeling. Is surviving not not thriving? No, <laughs> wait a minute, thriving, thriving not, not surviving. surviving. Oh, that's it. No more whiskey for me. <laughs> there you go. You're cut off. Yeah. You know. So. What? Oh, Once yeah. around, sorry, the book. The oh, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh, we, we started talking two script. hours, almost three hours ago. Seriously? About what, two hours oh, and forty minutes, God. something like that. All right, I'm cutting this into two hour podcast. So this is this is part two of this podcast. Okay. Okay. So we started talking about the book, and you got off topic. 
Once Around Algonquin, An Epic Canoe Journey by Kevin Callan. Here's, like, here's the question I want to ask. Andy, this is terrifying. I wrote a book. I wrote, I've read a lot of books. You had to read it. Oh. What? Yes. What are you asking? I, I, I'm asking, like, seriously. It, like, this is not made up. This is real life. It's real life. Like, and I gave you the book, and you, well, I don't know if you read it. Did you read it? <laughs> Did you I, read the book? I think his comment was, what a bunch of bull hooey. <laughs> well, actually, he has justification to say that. No, I, I, I have read the book. It is, I actually read it um, this year down south on a, on a hot holiday, and, and I enjoyed it very much. It was, a, it was great. It has really uh, the combination of our trip, but also not only that trip, but my, many trips that we've taken over the years and the experiences that we have, we have had, either together or, or you individually, um, that have been poured into, you know, the recollections in this particular book. So um, it's much more, really, than our trip around Algonquin. And, um, and, and that's really what it's, it's representing well to, uh, to, to the readers, that uh, what it's like out there and, you know, um, you know, whether the facts of a particular incident, you know, you, you, facts? you recall, you know, alternate <laughs> facts. Are, are they Kevin's facts? Are they Andy's facts? Are they, you know, we, but the reality is, you know, that, you know, captures the, the zeitgeist of a, a canoe trip and, uh, and many canoe trips. So it's a good read for that point. It's not a hard read. It's not, it's not meant to be a hard read. It's, it's meant to be, you know, a, a quick, um, you know, delivery of, of all that good sentiment that, that happens out there. And, yeah. it, and it succeeds at that. Well done, Kevin. I enjoy wow, it. That's a good review. Yeah. Yeah, some speechless. And how, <laughs> and how much did you pay him for that one? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I read the book. Uh, I'm actually looking for a part because I read it a while back um, when it first came out. I enjoy the fact that it's not a day one. Here's what happened day two. Here's what happened it's day not three. It's a diary. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not a trip log per se. But like you say, it, it's, it, it talks about your trip as you're going along. But it also brings back memories of other trips and things that had happened. And one of the things, and I wish I wish I could find what chapter it was in, was a nephew at a funeral about a fish. Oh, crap. There's a lot of stuff in there. You forgot book. that part in the book, didn't you? No, no, I, yeah. know, I know exactly. And I'm, I'm sitting there reading, I'm thinking, you know what? This is really cool. Oh, it's poor, stuff like that. Poor, that, poor Todd, eh? Jeez. That... that isn't like I said, yeah. It's, it's not a um, a day a day one, a day two. No, there's a per, there's a lot of personal. Yeah, there is. There, there really yeah, is a lot of personal yeah. stuff in here as well. Well, you sit in the porch in the morning, drink coffee. That's what you do in your journal, right? So, um, yeah, poor poor Todd. Um, yeah, you know, my dad taught me 
how to fish. He taught me how to fish for trout. He taught me how to canoe. He taught me how to, I don't know. Everything's what dads do. Yeah, but my nephew Todd sort of, oh my God. You imagine at a funeral and you gave me your bloody jacket to wear (laughs) too, eh? I love that. I, I said, you came over to my house when my dad died and you said, how can I help you? I said, I don't have a proper jacket to wear. Yeah, I got you one. That's true friendship. And so we go to the funeral, and, and my, my nephew um, goes to put a lure in his in his casket. And I was like, is that a trout lure? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a trout lure. You freaking toss it. Get it out. Yeah. yeah. And I remember him doing that. And I don't know if I wrote that part in the book, but the, but the story goes is that when he did it, and I said, if you're going to put that lure in, don't tell everybody you're doing it. Have deep meaning behind it and put it yeah. in there. That's fine. But don't tell everybody you're doing it. That has to do with the Irish and the Scottish or whatever. And, and, and I go, you know, deep meanings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my dad, uh, when I went to Algonquin as a kid, and uh, I remember a bear was up in the tree, and the park ranger came and shot it dead. No, oh, dear. Oh. And then took the bear claw off it, off it, and he gave it to me. And I still have that bear claw. And he goes, hey, you and I was just a kid. That would never happen today in the Terra no, Parks. No, no. Uh, for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, memories, just memories. So, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, lot, a lot of memories in the book. Sorry. Uh, it's it, a it, it was re- and I, I really wish I could find that chapter and, and the, the little bit. I'll have to read it a second time, I guess. Um, but no, I mean uh, that's that's one of the things is there's all these little bits in here that are like well it, it it didn't have anything to do with the actual trip, but you can relate it to the trip and things that have happened. The memories I think everybody that, can relate yeah, to that. Yeah. that 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 brings yeah. back, and that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this book. Yeah. Is it, it wasn't a, a a guidebook. Here's the portage. You know, day one we started from here. We did we paddled for twenty minutes. There was a ninety meter portage. Yeah. And we paddled for another twenty minutes. But Sean, you imagine doing that? And so that's my that's you a have self, five volumes. But that's a self published <laughs> book. So I've yeah. I've written seventeen books on a publisher. This is your first self self published. How did that work out for you? So why did you choose to do it that way? And I've I've met a few people who've done it that method. Yeah. And so. I understand the financial aspect of it, but was there was there a, a reward to do your own self-publishing? Yeah, um, I, even though we're going on four hours of, of interviews, <laughs> oh, we're um, on hour sixteen yeah. now. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so anybody out there that's wanting to self-publish, okay, so imagine, okay, doing seventeen books, yeah, majority of them being bestsellers, and in Canadian publishing. You, you need to know there's no money in it. Exactly, yeah. But the thing is, I knew that. Yeah. So everybody out there, I knew that. I knew I was going, not going to make... Andy knew I was making no money. I, I mean, I had to do all these other jobs to make a living. Yeah. And I was writing all these guidebooks because him and I... And it wasn't just me. Him and I wanted to get people out there. And we wrote these guide. You, you spent your holidays, Andy, to go out in Quetico and spend days and days and days to paddle with me on holiday to write these guidebooks right Clarney, we expanded to Clarney yeah. park we did that on our own time and we we really did it for because we wanted people out there and and you can say well that's bullshit that's not bullshit no it's not 
And and so we did that, and we feel good about it. And our to our death, will we'll, we do that, right? But when it comes down to publishing, it's like okay, I did all these books, and then you get older and wiser. And I, you know, you talk to Margaret Atwood. You you talk to. Um, uh, Have you talked R- to Margaret Atwood? Oh yeah, she's a lovely yeah. person. Yeah, lovely. Like, yeah. Um, well, I don't know what she's like in, in media, but in the green room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's an amazing person. Um, uh, even Pierre Burton. Yeah, he talked to me and Red Green. Oh, my God. <laughs> Red uh, Green. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Oh. Red Green is freaking amazing. Okay, now you've got me interested. <laughs> Red Green got into an argument. I, I was actually at a, a – oh, my God. Wait, this is another freaking episode. But I'm sitting there. I had two books, and I'm at this book show, and there's a – What's his name? What's his name? The uh, environmentalist. Oh, Suzuki. David yeah, Suzuki. David Suzuki. And he is not, and he's known for this. And sorry, David, but you, you do amazing stuff. But yeah. I do know the time when he was not being very nice to one individual that bought his book. And he knows that. He, he knows yeah. his persona to be like that. And I, as you know, I'm sitting there and I got, I'm like, I'll get two books. I was like, that's not very polite. And he goes, it's not my job to be polite to people. And Red Green is to me, and he goes ape shit on him. Oh. <laughs> and I go, and, I, and then Pierre Burton is, I go, I can't believe my life. <laughs> I'm in the midst, and I started the fight. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And then oh. he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, where are we going at with that? Uh, <laughs> red, green. Yeah, red, green. Cool. Yeah, red, green. Yeah, red, Oh, yeah. So, imagine writing a book and then what's real? Okay, okay, forget all this other crap. When I wrote the book, I was worried about it because I'm writing a book that's personal. It's not a guidebook. It's not a how-to book. And I've done that a bit. Yeah, uh, and I, well, actually, in all seriousness, I've done a lot, but nobody's ever seen it. I'm, I, I'm the happy camper. I'm really crazy, but I'm actually very serious, I, and I'm really worried about what's going on in the world. But to get a, the attention of people, grab it, wrap it out of the hat, right? So ended up, uh, I said, okay, I'm writing this book, and then I contacted James Raffin with the Canoe Museum, Roy McGregor, like, like that guy is freaking like. He knows everything. About oh, him. yeah. He's yeah. a really nice guy. Um, and then a whole bunch of other, Alec Ross, the Palagars, Canada. And I said, what do you think of this book? And they looked at it and they go, yeah, we'll do a review. This is fantastic. It's the best you've ever done. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did the review. And But imagine writing about the Minis Link. It's a personal thing yes. in Algonquin. People love Algonquin. They love that whole idea, and I'm writing about it. And I can see someone saying, well, who's this Callan guy? Like, what, yeah. what gives him the right to write about this? I was like, gives me the right that I sat in the front porch every morning and wrote about it. Like, But no negative views at all. I've got positive views. And self-publishing, I make 8% on my, my other books. Again, I'm not knocking publishing. But if you're thinking you're going to make it, like in, in, in Canada, you're going to make money, yeah. don't go into 
writing <laughs> books about canoeing, okay? I knew that. Okay, I yeah. knew that. So I'm not knocking you at all. I knew that. But I make 8% royalties on all my other books. I self-publish because Sandy Mowat at CBC, Father Mowat's son, said, Kevin, you should do this because you do all the work and give it a try. It's the, and he said in quote, it's the next bend in the river. Nice. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. No, I'm, so I'm not knocking. Pub- yep. In fact, I've already got a contract for another book no, for my publisher. I see company, exactly right? where you're coming from. Yeah. So I make 70 to 40% royalty. Right. So, so in a month and a bit, I make. So I invested pretty much $6,000 to make sure that book looked good. It was edited. You know, yep. I, I knew all the people. So I, I so, so you yeah. had the right editors mm-hmm. and yeah, proofreaders. I gave them the money because and... that's what you do. Yep. Like, you know the people. Here's the money because you, you, your value is worth it. And I, they, yeah, I, in, in less than two months, I made my money back. Wow. So I'm not, not, not to say I'm making tons of money afterwards, but I made my money back. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So if anybody's out there saying, "Oh my lord, I, I got this great story, I want to self-publish, I can't get a publisher," yeah, self-publish. Uh, the only problem about self-publishing is the the idea of self-publishing. Nobody will take you serious because you're self-publishing, right? You're not in a well-known. You're company. not backed. Yeah. You yeah. don't have the 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 big backers. Yeah, you know. and that's fine because when I started, who the hell was I? Yeah, like. I was no one when I started writing. In fact, I remember going to my friends of mine, Boss Mills, good friends of mine. I walked into their place. I went, oh, no, I want to write a book. Who are you? I was like 24 years old. And by 27 years old, I wrote my first book on Clarny. And yeah. So. Now you're 90. <laughs> I am. You're older than I am, though, Andy. Oh, 91. Only yeah. <laughs> well. <clears throat> Like I say, if you're getting this book, chapter 20. Uh-oh. Oh, you found it. So I knew uh, if I, I rambled on long it. enough, you'd find that. Well, I've been holding this my finger in this page for like the last hour <laughs> while you were rambling. We're on like hour 27 Are now. serious? <laughs> my Lord. It's like a novel. It's, it speckles the size of champagne bottles. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. That is. This that's was a, an awesome pair. Uh, that's uh, an awesome chapter. Statement. Yeah, we caught them. No, that wasn't you. <laughs> oh, that was Todd. Oh, do you no. need do you need to reread your book? No, I know I don't. Um, that so, was a, that was my yeah. favorite chapter. The ending to really? that chapter, yeah, really, yeah. The ending to that chapter was was really nice. I, I enjoyed that. You know what? And Andy will will say that I exaggerate a lot of stories, but. Yeah, that's a true story. Um, he basically went and ca- caught his trout and it came back and just in beams. And he got it. He got the idea that a trout's not easy to catch. You have to have skill. You have to have knowledge. You have to have experience. You have to have per- perseverance. Uh, you, you basically, you catch bass. It's like anybody can catch bass. Or a walleye. Uh, Sorry, I was waiting for that. <laughs> That's actually what the walleye is. No, if I can inject a wee bit, um, Kevin, Kevin has the fish. He has the fish deal. He has the patience. He has the touch, and he has the feel for the rod. 
And oh, I said pardon. <laughs> it was his touch part that I stopped listening. It's a wrong no, part. <laughs> and and you need a lot of patience to develop that and nurture that, and then you know keep that going. And you can see that when you're actually fishing with someone in the other side, the other end of the canoe. Um, you know, and Kevin does that, and he can he can find walleye when no one else is catching them. And he has also that trout touch too. And and he can, you know, it's a little bit of magic and maybe I'm, you, it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but he can see them and smell them when people, other people aren't. And even though I'm not a fisherman, I see that in Kevin in the other end of my canoe. I can now see my father above your head right now. <laughs> uh, remember the Bill's room? Remember on the cup? Yeah. Oh, he was so uptight. Sorry, oh. Bill. Sorry, Bill. He, we were loading them in the boat like nonstop and he was right beside us. Couldn't catch a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. So I will give you a little tidbit on catching trout. Dynamite. Bison. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> no, because it always goes out before it hits bottom. Okay, no. That's what she said. So, <laughs> maybe to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've had a lot of whiskey. This episode has gone downhill. I know, I've had Fast. a lot of whiskey, sorry. <laughs> so, we were on Bice Lake the first year I was ever getting big into trout fishing. And I was, I had this big old freighter canoe that was my canoe paddling forward like sitting in the back seat and paddling like using that as your your you know paddling backwards so to speak this thing was all over the place so i decided one morning i was getting up before everybody to go out fishing and the wind was up a bit and it was all so i started paddling backwards i caught more lake trout paddling backwards in my canoe that's the key? That's the key. The key is not to tell that secret. <laughs> I'm never going back to Bice Lake, so. <laughs> I fished it out that day. <laughs> there, there was times when my father and I would find a trout spot, and we would park somewhere different, and then we we would get a brush to, to, to make sure our footprints weren't shown. Oh, wow. That's a true angler. Wow. Yeah, and if someone else found it, you'd just kill them yeah. and use them as fish bait. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> just kill him. Did I just say that on the podcast? <laughs> Sorry. Kevin Callum, for those that were listening, goes around killing people that finds his fishing holes. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day, talking about the meanest link trip. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's why we're here. Sorry. <laughs> you guys had a blast. Well. Except for the meanest link. No, I think you should ask Andy because I, um, you guys enjoyed yourself being out there. It was a good trip. Well, you always do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I, I alluded to earlier, when you're out there on trip, you're having a good time. You know, you're making the best of the, all those moments. It, it, it's great. You know, even, the, even if the route is not the you know, the the greatest choice, but you're still out there having a trip, having those experiences and making the best of that opportunity, then, you know, that is a great 
thing to be doing. And, and I, I always enjoy being out there. I'd rather, you know, do you want to go back to work? Or do you <laughs> want to go to, you know, a couple Point more taken. days on this, you know, rough canoe trip? Yeah. So it sounds like basically to you guys, the meanest link was just a route that was pre-established for you guys to do as a trip. Not per se as the meanest link, so to speak. Oh, definitely. I, I didn't do it, do it because of the meanest link. You just got your name put in the record books because. No, we didn't. I don't <laughs> you got, your name's up on a page. Is it's it? on a website. No, I don't think it is. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, it, it is. is. On the meanest link. On I'll the, tell you uh, that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Website. Yeah. yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're so there Matt and Maddie, who are, have the record for the shorts. Well, then they should definitely... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they should put an asterisk beside our name. Yeah, no, really, really. <laughs> we should not be on, beside those people. Well, they don't I, there really, is, and it says, then the word, what is it, putzes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, just, just most, reason, yeah. most people that do the trip, do the route, there's always asterisks. Oh, yeah. Things, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, really? so Matt yeah. and Maddie used uh, kayak paddles, and they were frowned upon. <gasps> what? I don't know. Then, Seriously? The amount of people that have never... No, no, let's go back to that, Derek. What? What? I <laughs> used double blade. Yeah, I did not do that. And don't you feel good now? I feel. Hitchhiking? You know what? The hell with the cheating we did. That's double blading. That's a lot more cheating than ever imaginable. <laughs> that's that's executional punishment. Oh, they might as well just sat home and watch Netflix the whole entire week. That's that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm just joking. Not but really. yeah, you guys are on a website. Algonquin Parks, uh, or oh, Algonquin really? Outfitters yeah. website for the meanest link. That so, you completed all four sections. By the way, they are they are great people. They were very oh, helpful. Yeah. Oh, you to, met Mad yeah. Maddie to us? No, not Mad Maddie, but the Algonquin Gord Baker. Oh, okay. yes. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Randy and Lynn were there to help you guys out at Rain Lake with your. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Jake Pigeon, like yeah. oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we just one Even final trust trying to yeah. tra- trying to wrap it up sort of soon within the next In hour. Under five hours. Um, buddy of mine, we did a trip up on Cedar Lake. We parked right across from Brent's store. Like, we could see the, the tower and everything. That's where we cheated. Remember mm-hmm. that? We, we, we slept at the, the island that was illegal. Just, <gasps> oh, you illegal campers. No, no, so, no. No, that, that's a really good point about Algonquin. We had... So, everybody's asked me on my speaking tour. So, you obviously did not have a reservation for every night yes we did i did everything legal we had it everything set yeah like it was all done right yeah. I, I didn't have any favors whatever along the way and then we get to cedar lake not one campsite is open for us and we had a booking for that oh lake. wow well yeah. that, we were there in 2010 it wasn't us but so but it was a long weekend yeah and so we illegally camped, and we didn't get a But fire. you had no choice. Yeah, but that's illegal. Yeah. I Yes. Sure. And, and sure enough, in the book, read about it, but it's like sort of like, okay, is that good or bad? Like, I don't know. what. But by law, we we're supposed to go around the whole entire lake asking everybody who's here illegal. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we, we, slept, we slept in the bug shelter that night, did we? I don't know. I... Naked. I've, you know, I've blacked it out. I, yeah. I just remembered the nudity. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we stayed right across the one year, and there was four thunderstorm cells that converged over the top of Cedar Lake. And even Jake Pigeon said he'd never seen anything like that. Really? Yeah. 
Jake Pitchin almost sawed his arm off after we left. The chainsaw. Well, Remember light, that? He got airlifted. Lightning hit the tree next to our tent. And the top of the tree came straight down through the top of our tent as we were standing there watching it. <laughs> oh, wow. And my buddy, is it Kevin, yeah. who is also our web guru, screamed like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then we threw a tarp over the top and we bailed our tent out with frying pans. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But we went over and we were talking to, to Jake afterwards and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Does anything phase that guy? No. Yeah. That was Nothing. a rough one. No. Yeah. Yeah, was a, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that before. It's like four storm cells. And by the way, he screamed like a person. There you go. I'm not too. Kevin's trying to keep us on track here. Sally girl. Andy, where are you going? Oh, he's got to pee again. Yeah. Really? But we're wrapping everything oh. up, make it fast. Oh. oh. This is saved us. Winter camping. We do a lot of winter camping. And this has saved me a lot because. When you're in the sleeping bag, you're like, oh, the stove's going out. I'm really cold. I should get it going. Andy's got Andy's to get a piece. So he'll stoke the, the fire. And you think, because I love the guy, we go winter camping or camping? No. It's because of his bladder. Yeah. Just so somebody's getting up to do that. Because yeah. then once it's nice and warm, you're getting up and you're taking a run out. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, see, with my winter camping, now I've gotten it so that we have one of those disco bed things. It's like a bunk bed. What? When we're car camping, right? A disco bed. It's called a disc o bed. It's a because bunk there's bed. These, it's a like, bunk bed. It's there's either, these discs. Couch? It's either couch yeah. or like, bunk or like bed. A bunk bed. Like, a couch. We're talking av or a bunk no, bed. No, disc dash o dash bed. But I set it up in such a way that it's within arm reach of the stove. Oh, I got long arms. Okay. Yeah. So all I have to do is uncover one arm, and I've got all my wood sitting there. Reach out, open the stove, grab your wood, throw all the wood in, close it, and as it's all catching up, and you can feel it getting really warm, take the sleeping bag off, run out, have a pee, get back in, jump in, just as everything's <laughs> getting really nice and toasty in there. There you go. That's good. That's good. It's using the old smarticle particles. That's good. Smarticle particles. Andy, you're all right. Hurry up. He fell in. Oh, he's not coming Uh-oh. back. Oh, he's not coming <laughs> back. Uh, what else? Do you got anything to add, Derek? <laughs> well, I found it very uh, enlightening. Are you for... still going on the trip? I am. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the cold water and the high water and the ice and the snow. and So, summer's delayed this Facing year. Snow where the huskies go. Yes. Woo. Oh, Andy's back. <laughs> We're good. So, I, But I am looking forward to it. And uh, I'm up for the challenge. I, I, I love this stuff. Right, so I'm looking forward to it. And he's now jumping over my couch. <laughs> oh, here he is. Oh, ah, uh, your fly's Ooh, down. Wow. <laughs> so you're looking forward to going. I am, but we, I'm nervous but, about the cold water. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Like we're we're planning on long days and short nights. And <laughs> Sorry, Andy. He's nervous about the cold water. Does he added up to portage lengths? I'd worried about my crotch just. <laughs> Like heating up and getting, like, sort of, really like like cold water was nothing. Yeah, going across I mean, the. There's still ice on the northern lakes. Yeah, no, but you're you're walking over 68 kilometers with a 
canoe in your head. Okay, that, that's true. Like, so can I'm you have powder put on your I've got a Kevlar privates? canoe, so like the put, Kevlar canoe is going to be nice to portage yeah, with. Do you, That'll be but nice. Do you, really, do you have powder to put in your privates to make sure that... Uh, yeah, Grant's got all kinds of bag balm Who's stuff. Grant? and Grant Brewer. <laughs> bag balm. <ball. laughs> because that's so, my worry. It's not the gold yeah. water. Do you have um, dry pants? Or yes, like a dry? I do have a pair of dry. They don't have built-in booties, so I'm going to have like scuba diving booties and dry yeah. pants and. Yeah. Or in Hollywood, what do they call them? The, the people that act like you. The oh stand-ins. Yeah, do you have oh, a stand-in? Oh, I could use a stand-in. Stunt double. Stunt double. Because Andy and I had stunt yeah. doubles. Yeah. I'll see you on McCraney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing the presentation uh, this year, I, I said, "What if?" Once around the gong, it becomes a movie. Who would play us? Oh, yes. <laughs> and the scene would, all of a sudden, it would be uh, Robert Redford d- to play Andy. And they were like, yeah, not really. And then I'd show Red Skelton. Woo! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then Absolutely. I'd say, what about me? Like, like, there's Brad Pitt, and there's a bunch of other people. And then I'd show um, uh, Mr. Bean. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> That's him! That's Kevin. Red Skelton. Red Skelton, yeah. Mr. Bean going through Algonquin Park. Yeah. There awesome. you go. That's what the book's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, any parting remarks about the meanest link and the book? I I the 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 link not so good. The book's great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have started with that three hours ago. Kevin? I just we could have done a ten minute presentation or something. <laughs> Uh, hmm. But the hand puppets you've been using all night I know Were great I, I wish we were on video and could have seen that <laughs> That's terrible Well, no, Derek with the frog Oh, the frog, yeah, yeah Derek. Frog. It's, like, it's like jazz hand frog yeah. It is a jazz hand it's frog It's got jazz yeah, hands Yeah, that's right Derek's frogs have jazz hands Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My lord I know Uh you enjoyed yourself I did you're liking um, the book people love the book I'm glad people love the book because I was well that's really nerve wracking yeah oh yeah it's, yeah it's a big step to self publish plus really when you think about the content in this book it's it's a little less you know guidebook a little more you know feeling book about what it's like out there and experiences so mm-hmm. you you did a great job to make that transition but it's a big risk to to also do that and um, i think you've done it successfully so good for you well there there was a big thing that was going Yay. on at the time too right we're, we're um andy didn't know like uh i don't talk about this that much in fact during my presentations i Really, I think twice out of twenty-eight shows I talked about it. But uh, during that t- that I had motivation because my wife of twenty-one years wanted to separate, and I was like, "Oh!" So I went on this trip and took Andy. <laughs> hey, Andy, come on! <laughs> and uh, probably at the end, that's why I didn't want to go home, and you did want to go home, yeah. and, and you didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Nobody at all at all at all knew that. And for good reasons, personal. Um, but that's what got me across the portages. I was like, well, I'd better rather be here right now than talking to someone about it. And it was forest bathing, right? Right. Yeah. I did three weeks of forest bathing. And I got to 
thank you for that, Andy. Like, like you were a good friend. Like, you were sort of like, whatever. Yeah, okay, Kevin, I'll do this. I'll limp and get a surgery on my knee and whatever. But uh, we went out. I think the biggest thing about it is you and I at least spent time in the wilderness. Like, we've always have. We always, at the end of the day, like, we always want to spend time with the Kopka or the Woodland Caribou or Wabakimi or, or Quetico or... Algonquin or Killarney like we've all like for years we've done this whole thing we've always wanted to just be out in the woods yeah and being out in the woods is, is mystifying it, it's transforming it, it you are who you are out there and it's uh if you want to be who who you are just go out in the woods yeah you're yeah. out there you're soaking it in and enjoying it but you know you're seeing the reality of nature and you're looking inward and seeing the reality in yourself too so and you know coming to grips with stuff that's at home and you know at work and all that other stuff that keeps floating in and it gives you some really good perspective to um you know either while you're out there or at least for when you return to it you know you can you can face it head on mm-hmm. um you know with your eyes a little clearer than you know sometimes the muddle of day to day so it's it's a great experience to be out there and it's even better to be out there with some friends that are would do it all for you you know and and help you through it so um you know as as much as i rail against the trip and at least aspects of it um it's (laughs) it's you know being out there with some you know class a people is is worth it yeah do you remember the moment just to finish up just a sort of a good synopsis was years ago uh, i convinced you to go with me i was working on the quetico book and we went with some people prior, like on the first few days, and they're very type A, like, let's go, let's go. And you looked at me like, why are we doing this, Kevin? We're out for a whole month and we're pushing it the first few days and doing this mysterical trip, whatever. And we left, remember, mm-hmm. was it the second night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the second night. We're like, yeah, see you guys, like, we're not doing this. And we got the bug shelter and we got it. You know, brew going whatever and we let them go and we even heard them arguing <laughs> as they like 7.30 at night they're still continuing and they finished up around like 1 in the morning yeah and we're like why huh and that's and I didn't even know you back then it was like so it was I was like this guy I should trip with a lot because like we just sort of said hey we're done we're immersed in our environment right now and we're going to set up camp, and you can do whatever you want. But what we're doing right now is we're going to get dinner going, and because we're out here for a month, and this is day two. And if we have a, your attitude, you will not last out here because mm-hmm. you're just like push, 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 push. And like really, like day six, do we even know when it's day six? Yeah. Like day 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 twelve, do we know it was day twelve? <laughs> like nobody knows day twelve, except when Bill Sturm 
Pass the kidney stone. I think that was day 13. <laughs> day 13. The that was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Remember that day? Oh, yeah. Somebody shot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It sounds, from reading the book and our discussion tonight, it sounds like you guys had a blast out there, regardless of all the hardships and, and everything like that. And it was pretty cool. I don't think there's any. They, well, no, no, your knee, whatever, and the injury, whatever, but there wasn't the turtle. I, I know I told the story 10,000 times uh, during my presentations, but I love this. Yeah. Like, there was a point on, on the Nipissing River where, like, both of us, it, was, it wasn't just you, it was, both of us were like, this is stupid. We're bailing. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the, in the, the bug shelter and we're having a wee dram. We're like, let's look at the map later. The meaning of life, let's just bail. Like, what's the quickest way to get to Canoe Lake? <laughs> and we saw a salmon turtle, and it's moving up on the bank. And we're like, oh, okay, let's have another dram. The entertainment of the night is watch a turtle move on the bank, because nothing else to do, right? And then 26 minutes later, turtle gets to the top, and then trips and falls to the bottom. <laughs> and we, we both look at each other, and Andy goes, I think we should continue. <laughs> How come? Because we don't have the life of that poor bloody turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. The turning point. That yeah. was the turning point. Yeah. yeah. And then we ate the turtle. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on his back, we can oh, take no, him. Yeah. Well, we he's made a great no, soup. We, no, we did not do that. <laughs> turtle shells make a great bowl. <laughs> News of left by Kevin <laughs> Callan. <laughs> TSN turning point. <laughs> that was the TSN turning point. The turtle. It did it for you. Frog. And the frog. The frog. So the you're looking forward to your trip, Derek? I am. I actually very much am. I, I'm, I'm worried about the bugs and the cold water, but yeah. Well, you're always worried about bugs and cold. I hate bugs. comes into my basement and freezes his butt off. I'm in a <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. I, I wear sweaters when we record. Yeah. And toques and scarves yeah. and snowsuits. <laughs> Eddie, don't say anything. Just keep him in the moment. Okay. <laughs> More clothes go on on our trips. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to you guys. Yeah. So has anybody got anything left to say about the Minas Link? Before we call it a three and a half hour day? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No, no. No, we, we, we're we, done. We, we, the clothes us are done. You sure? You got yes. it? Yeah. You good? Yeah. You're awesome? Close so, to, in a nutshell, Derek is a fool. <laughs> yes, no. yes, I am. No, I, I agree. I, stupid is a stupid does. I, I, think, I think Derek is, is uh, you know, wisely cautious about undertaking this trip. I am cautious. Because... You know, I always do whatever research is available on the trip you're you're undertaking, so that you go in it eyes wide open mm-hmm. and uh, as prepared as possible. Yes. So that's that's smart. Um, you know, and so you know, there's parts of this trip that are, you know, better than others yep. and take more effort than others. Um, and you know, overall, it is a a large undertaking with significant kilometers of paddling and portaging. So, you know, that's good that, you know, you're not going into it 
unwisely. I'm not going in blind. Yeah. Yep. You're going to freeze your nuggies. Oh, it's going to be gold. <laughs> Sally girl. Sally girl. <laughs> you, 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 you. Shrinkage. You know, I, I, I need to know where I can plug in my electric blanket in it. <laughs> right beside your hair dryer. <laughs> think, of, think of this. June is often the most hottest month of the year. Mm, really? Yeah, it is. We redid our oh, yeah. roof in June, and it was the hottest day of the year. The weekend we did it. So when you're and done, it was in June. When you're done the trip, you're going to say, "I was afraid of the cold," and meanwhile, I overheated more. On yeah, this trip. I'm not worried about the cold for you. I I, I, I started a trip actually the same week you're going uh, yeah. from Lake Simcoe to Jersey Bay, and I'm a, we're about a heat wave. And then last really? year I did the same thing the first week in June. Did the Thames River? Uh, it was a heat wave for eight days. So we're expecting, we're, we're prepared. We've talked about warm weather, but we're the group of us, all four of us, are keep talking about the concern about the cold water, because regardless of how high the air temperature goes, like the ice is just breaking up now, and we're like sixteen days out. Yeah, Derek, you're worrying too much. <laughs> you're okay. overthinking it. But if if yeah. you got dry pants. Damn. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Do you have wool? No. What? Oh, oh. I've never done wool. What? what? Sorry. Okay, this episode five. <laughs> uh, wool power, like wool? Oh, Marin- uh, so, I, okay, I've got the... Uh, merino wool. I've got those. I've got the merino wool yeah. long johns. I've well, that's merino- wool. Okay, yeah. I don't, I, when I think of wool, I think of the itchy no, sweaters. No, no, and- that is not wool. That's, uh, that's something that's your mother did to you. <laughs> okay. But you have merino wool layering. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, you're fine. Underpants. <laughs> merino wool underpants. He wears them. Really? Do you have them right now? No. You want them? Can you see them? (laughs) (laughs) No. What kind of show is this? On that note. (laughs) Look look at that. They're tartan. (laughs) (laughs) Plaid undies. Where to go, Derek? Where to go, buddy? Well, on that note, Kevin Callan, Andy Baxter, thank you guys for coming on the show. Yes. Oh, we're... Shows... We're we're on the... a podcast yeah yeah I thought we're just chatting hour 90 oh look at that. the light's still flashing i forgot to press record oh! <laughs> i got a sticker on here if flashing not recording because you don't ask why oh, don't happened. ask why that it's happened multiple it's like times stickers there thank you guys for for participating in these couple of podcasts because or might even be a few podcasts. Yes, this, this might be a three-part series. This is a three-part so. series with, a, with Andy Baxter and Kevin Cowan. We covered for half a it's year. It's an honor. Thank you for having... It was a pleasure being had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if Derek, nothing else? I have nothing else. I never did ask you that important question this week. Uh, what's new? What's new, Derek? <laughs> How to get that in that, every week. What's new, My physio is coming along well. Awesome. Good. Good. My spring cleaning's coming along well. Everything we have no shed anymore and I've got a sore back because of it. Awesome. Well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us on YouTube and there is a new couple new YouTube videos up there too. Yes, we do. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, 
Player FM, Google Play, and you can find our episodes. Stream them live or download them on BattlingAdventuresRadio.com episode tab at the top of the page. Just click that and there you go. I'd like to thank our special guests, Andy Baxter and Kevin Callen, and not that particular order. All right. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening this week, last week, and the previous week by the sounds of it. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Dirk Spest. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 